Hey there, Icy Warriors. Are you tired of feeling alone in your journey with interstitial cystitis? I hear you, and I've got your back. Introducing the Icy Collective, the monthly membership that connects you with others who understand exactly what you're going through, helps you learn more about IC, and provides you with my expert support as an IC dietitian. As a member of the IC Collective, you'll get access to a monthly masterclass on a topic related to IC, like this month's class on food additives. As a registered dietitian with extensive experience in IC management, I'll teach you all about what additives are, how to avoid them, and how to read those pesky food labels. Plus, you'll get to ask me anything during our weekly Q&A and join our private community chat where you can talk with other people who just get it. Oh, and did I mention that you'll also get access to all of our previous masterclasses? That's right, we've got topics like flare management, supplements, sex and IC, navigating the holidays with IC, and dining out. Basically, I'm here to help you feel like the badass IC warrior that you are. The IC Collective is priced at just $57 a month. It's a small investment in your health and well-being that can make a big impact on your life. So why wait? Join the IC Collective today and become a part of our supportive community of IC warriors with my expert support as an IC dietitian. You can join the IC Collective now by clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the ICU Podcast. I'm your host, Callie, a registered dietitian living with interstitial cystitis. Each week, I'll be diving into hot topics in the IC world, giving others a platform to share their story, and I may even reveal some of my favorite nutrition tips. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to ICU. If I sound a little different today, it's because I'm just coming off of a really awful illness. Um, I just had the worst 72 hours of my year so far. I caught the dreaded norovirus that is going around. Um, And on top of that, I somehow got a cold as well as, I mean, I think that's what I have. That is, you know, what Google has told me. So I'm a little congested, just bear with me. But today I figured we could talk about, you know, what illness can do to your IC. And really I I thought about it. And the one thing that is guaranteed to flare me is an illness, you know, whether it is a cold, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, norovirus, the flu, I don't get sick that much, but whenever I do, especially if there is a fever involved where I have, you know, chills, um, there's a lot of stress on the body, uh, maybe I have some nausea and I don't want to drink or eat as much as I typically do that can cause dehydration. And, you know, that will without fail lead to my bladder flaring. And that is exactly what happened the past 72 hours. I did have some moments of flares. Luckily, I can recognize, you know, okay, this is a a pelvic floor flare because I had those chills last night. I was really tensing my pelvic floor, or maybe this is because I am kind of dehydrated right now. So I'm going to really focus on 
drinking water. I'm going to take, you know, some azo. I'm going to actually, the one thing that really got me through all of my flares was the, and I talk about this product a lot and I can never remember the actual name of it, um, but it's made by the Firecrotch Fairy and it is a, it's a cooling balm um, that has peppermint oil in it. And essentially it's like this big tube of chapstick, just picture how you would apply chapstick on your mouth that's how you would apply it on your vulvar area. And it has the best cooling sensation that reminds me of icy hot without the hot. Um, I can link it in the show notes, but that is like my holy grail saving grace for my flares. And I just literally kept that in the bed with me the entire time. So yeah, I mean, whenever I'm sick, it is almost a guaranteed flare, but I'm in a place where I can recognize, you know, this is a pelvic floor flare, or this is a bladder wall flare, and kind of treat it and and move on and hopefully fall asleep and feel better. Another thing that is tricky with IC is if you are taking a medication like maybe a cough syrup or like a NyQuil or a DayQuil is those medications can contain problematic ingredients like citric acid or high doses of vitamin C. So, um, you know, just try to read your labels. Um, that is something that you can test. Sometimes taking those medications can outweigh like the benefits of that can outweigh the risk of causing a flare. And sometimes people will think, okay, I think this medication is flaring me, but it's actually the stress of the illness on their body. Um, or, or it's something like what I just said with dehydration, um, just, or, or the general stress of the illness. So that's something that, you know, it's going to take some trial and error to figure out. I found out that I'm completely fine with those things, so I can take them. Um, but it's really important when you are sick, especially with IC, to make sure you're staying hydrated. Sometimes I will take, it's, it's not it's similar to a liquid IV because it has electrolytes and with this um, norovirus that's going around, you know, you do get some GI distress. I won't go into it because it was not fun, but we need to find ways to replenish that. Now, if you're someone who is sensitive to citric acid, then those things will most likely cause a flare. But there are, I believe some, I'm sure there are some like recipes online to create like your own electrolyte solution. I mean, I remember when I was in college, my my athletic trainer I don't know what this circumstance was. I was feeling just kind of like not great and dizzy. And, and she ended up just having me put some salt in my water. And, you know, I'm sure there's something like that out there. Um, I can do a little research and, and stick something in the show notes if I find anything. But I thought I could take this opportunity to chat with you guys about sources of vitamin C and zinc to help keep you healthy. And also if you do end up getting sick to help get you on the mend sooner rather than later. Uh, I do know this episode is coming out 
at the end of March. Actually, no, it's going to be April. So it's not really sick season anymore, cold and flu season, whatever. But, you know, COVID hasn't gone away. Um, You can get sick at any point in the year. So this episode will just be here if you need it. And you can come back to it at any time. So we know that vitamin C can be a common trigger for IC. And that is because it is acidic. And just anecdotally, people will report that it is a common trigger. So when it comes to getting enough vitamin C to help keep your immune system functioning like we want it to, you could, I I recommend trying to go for food sources first. And a big misconception is that every food that has vitamin C is super acidic and it's a trigger. Well, that is not the case. And there are some IC friendly sources of vitamin C. So let's do a quick little science lesson first on vitamin C. So vitamin C is also known as ascorbic acid. It's a vitamin or it's a water soluble vitamin, meaning that it dissolves in water and is delivered to the body's tissues, but isn't well stored. So you must get it, you know, daily through your diet, whether that be food or supplements. It actually was discovered back when people were using boats and ships as primary transport and they recognized that there was something in citrus fruits that could prevent scurvy which was a disease that was killing a ton of people at the time and they couldn't figure it out and they figured out that it was something in the citrus so that is always a fun little fact for you all. But vitamin C plays a role in controlling infections and healing wounds. It's a powerful antioxidant that can neutralize harmful free radicals. It is needed to make collagen, which is a fibrous protein in connective tissue that is woven throughout various systems in the body, like your nervous system, immune system, blood, cartilage, bones, and others. It also helps make several hormones and chemical messengers used in the brains and the nerves. So the recommended daily allowance for adults 19 years and older is 90 milligrams a day for men and 75 milligrams per day for women. So diving into the IC-friendly sources of vitamin C, number one on the list is bell peppers, red, orange, and yellow bell peppers. So one serving of these has more vitamin C than a serving of oranges. Yep, you heard me right. (laughs) One serving of these crunchy sweet peppers packs 170% of that recommended daily allowance for vitamin C. So that always surprises people. You can you can do a lot with with bell peppers. Second on the list is potatoes. So white potatoes, sweet potatoes, um, you could make like potato skins. Um, just make sure to clean the skins properly because they can be kind of dirty. And most of the nutrients are stored in the skins. So boiled red or or just boiled potatoes offer up to 25% of the recommended daily allowance for vitamin C. So that is another option for you guys. 
Kale is number three. Everyone usually just jumps to the conclusion that kale tastes awful, but there are certain ways that you can hide it in your food or you can like kind of judge it up in your in your meals and or snacks. So kale is best served raw to get the most vitamin C value. You can add thinly sliced fresh kale into your salads for some crunch, or you can sneak some into your morning smoothie. One cup of raw kale can serve up as much vitamin C as a glass of orange juice. So that is another great option. Number four is blueberries. So we all know that this is one of the only IC friendly fruits. You can do a lot with blueberries. You can put them in salads. You can put them in oatmeal, cereal, smoothies. You could just eat them by themselves, add them to some yogurt. But what one cup of blueberries contains 25% of your daily vitamin C needs. So that one's, you know, blueberries taste great and summer's coming up. So that's a really great option. Another option that is more popular in like the fall slash winter time is pumpkin. A small serving of pumpkin delivers 20% of the RDA for vitamin C. So there are certain recipes out there that you can incorporate pumpkin into your diet. We do have a couple pumpkin recipes in our e-cookbooks that we have that we can link in the show notes. So there's a lot that you can do. You just got to get creative sometimes. And then in terms of supplementing, if if you feel you can't get enough vitamin C in your diet, you can turn to a supplement. There, the, the general vitamin C supplements will be in the form that is pretty acidic and your bladder may not tolerate. Um, but you could try taking a buffered form of vitamin C. So looking at the source being calcium ascorbate, as that is, it seems to be the most well-tolerated. Um, one that we know is bladder-friendly is Desert Harvest buffered vitamin C. Um, that contains 400 milligrams of vitamin C. And I will put my discount code in in the show notes as well so that you guys can get 10% off if you do decide to try theirs. Um, another one that you could try is Ester C. That is another pretty bladder-friendly source of vitamin C. But as a dietitian, we always recommend food sources before turning to a supplement. All right. And then the other nutrient I wanted to highlight today is zinc because this is a really awesome immune fighting mineral. And according to the College of Allopathic Medicine Research, zinc supplementation is associated with a reduced risk of developing symptomatic COVID. And many research studies support zinc supplementation for reducing the duration of a cold. And the good news for you guys is that there are many delicious and nutritious zinc-rich foods on the IC diet. So the first one is shellfish. This is hands down the best available source of zinc out there. One serving of oysters delivers over 200% of your daily recommended amount for zinc. I know oysters aren't like a common food that people just have on hand. 
So, you know, if that's not something that you are or that you have available, you know, if possible, if there's crab around, if there's lobster around, those are also really phenomenal sources of zinc. But I understand that not everyone lives like on a coast and it's not super available for everyone. It can get a little pricey sometimes. So other non-shellfish sources include nuts. So peanuts and almonds are high in fiber and other nutrients, and they also offer some amounts of zinc. Uh, you could add some almond or peanut butter to your morning oatmeal. You could try a snack bar that contains these nuts. There are brands called the RX Bar and Lara Bar that do offer IC-friendly flavors that are easy to grab and go. So those are options. And then eggs aren't just for breakfast. These two eggs deliver 12% of the RDA for zinc, and they have a ton of protein to help keep you satisfied throughout the day. Um, you can do a lot with eggs. You could eat them for breakfast. You could hard boil them and take them to go. You can put them in a salad, put it on a sandwich. You, you, could, you could do a lot with eggs. They have a lot of uses. And then lastly, red meat is another IC-friendly source of zinc. Um, I, I usually recommend, you know, limiting red meat intake to once a week, but a quarter pound hamburger patty delivers 65% of your daily allowance of zinc. So, you know, trying to get the more lean and healthy meats into your, your daily meals can be helpful for your immune system. And then another important thing is if you're vegan or vegetarian, you can increase the bioavailability of zinc in plant products like nuts and beans by soaking them before cooking. So that just means you, you get more bang for your buck if you, like it, it makes the zinc more available in your body. And if you're a non-meat eater, zinc supplementation is water-friendly and highly advised by the National Institute of Health. So I hope that this episode, you know, besides me sounding like a smoker, um, I hope you at least got some helpful tips for preventing any sort of illness that is going around. And if you are sick, I'm so sorry. It is the worst. I have been wallowing in self-pity. Um, I'm waiting for the cold sore that is inevitably coming because every time I have an illness, Usually it comes in, in threes that it'll be the illness. It'll be something bad in my life. Like for example, this week we found out my grandma passed away. So yes, very sad, but this always happens. Something of this nature. And then I'll get a cold sore to, you know, icing on the cake. So it's, it's coming. Just, just wait for that. And hopefully next week, I will be sounding a lot better. And yeah, definitely make sure you guys are connecting with me on social media. You know, I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Hopefully TikTok doesn't get banned. I really love it there. Um, I'm on Pinterest. I'm on YouTube. You know, you can watch these episodes on YouTube as well. I've been recording them um, so that if you prefer to watch, you can watch. And if you guys love the show, please, please, please rate it, leave a review. It really helps me to get high quality guests because I know that you don't 
want to listen to only me talking every single week, maybe you do. If you do, let me know. (laughs) I love all feedback. So, all right. Thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. If you enjoyed this episode specifically, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell me exactly what you enjoyed about the episode. For more content, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition.